for a while, we went through a stretch where I would get up an hour earlier and he would wake up a half hour after me. And so then I would wake up another half hour earlier, <laughs> still wake up a half hour later. And so it didn't matter how early I got up, he would still wake up. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dots and I'm co-presenter and today Joe's interviewing Jordan Wavra. Jordan was another lovely referral from Kelly McCausey from show number 115. Jordan is a holistic health coach, certified personal trainer and mindfulness expert who supports fellow mums on their journey towards a healthy, vibrant and energetic life. She's a wife, mum and adventure seeker. She believes in the power that a holistic lifestyle, energy healing and a positive mindset have on the transformation of the mind, body and soul. Her hobbies include travelling, hiking in the mountains, reading a good book and going on adventures with her family. Her family's most recent adventure has been to eliminate all the stuff and take life on the road. Her and her husband had just recently bought an RV and are currently based in Arizona with their son and two black labs. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Jordan Wavra of Jordan Wavra Coaching. So lovely to meet you, Jordan. Um, Tell us a bit more about who you are and what you do. And crucially, this is the interesting bit, where you do it. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Joe. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, I am a holistic health and mindfulness coach. So I work with women, specifically moms, who are looking to decrease the stress in their life, um, have more energy, feel better. And I help them do that through understanding mindfulness, holistic nutrition, and the power between the mind and body connection. Um, And the interesting part is I do that from home, and my home is actually a travel trailer. My family and I live on the road full time. My husband travels a lot for work. So we got rid of the whole house and downgraded everything, and now we live full time in a trailer. It's very interesting. Um, I'm so excited about that. In fact, you're going to have to keep bringing me back to the whole holistic discussion because that's really what we should be talking about. But I want to know about your lifestyle. <laughs> so, we can chat a little about both. <laughs> so um, if I say, where are you? Uh, do you have a sort of rough, <laughs> a rough geography? <laughs> yes. So I am in Arizona in the United States. Wow. So it's a bit hot. <laughs> it is very hot. <laughs> And is that where you, I mean, how far do you travel when you travel? Um, it really just depends. Um, my husband's job could take him anywhere from California to New Mexico to Texas. But in the last year or so, we've stayed pretty um, local to Arizona. So we've really only traveled within a couple hours of the radius that we're currently in. And so that's been nice. Yeah. Uh, but we never know. You know, he doesn't know it until 
his job, his current job is almost done, which where the next project's going to be. So, mm-hmm. and is that something that you wanted to do and embraced all along, or, or has it been something that sort of developed um, for you in terms of that that sort of way of life? I mean, I, I'm just literally about to kick off six weeks in my caravan, so my um, version of your trailer, um, going around <laughs> Scotland and and the Lake District in England and the New Forest um, because it's the school summer holidays, um, mm-hmm. and I love it. I call it my happy place, uh, yeah. but I don't do it all the time, so it's probably a bit of novelty for me. <laughs> I can imagine downsizing. You've had to go through quite a lot of change to to sort of do this. Is it something that, as you say, sorry, as I've already said, is you know was. Mm-hmm. Um, something you really wanted to do or something you've had to sort of work out as you've gone along or a bit of both, I suppose. (laughs) Um, you know, at first it wasn't something I wanted to do. I knew that I, my husband has always really traveled for work. That's just Mm. kind of the industry that he's in. And before we had our son, it wasn't a huge deal. Obviously it was, you know, you have to get used to that um, in the relationship, you know, with the travel and being apart and stuff. But we had been, we were pretty used to that, but after we had our son, I really didn't want the travel. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about the, you know, the option to have a trailer. And at first I was like, well, we can get a trailer, but let's also have an apartment. Let's have like a little home <laughs> that we can go back to. We can keep all of our stuff there. And, and we talked about that for a while. And then my husband's like, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't make sense for you guys to be in the trailer with me during the week. And then for us to drive to an apartment that we only spend the weekends in. And yeah, I kind of was really resistant to it. But after a while, I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we, we just decided to jump right in and, and go for it. And um, the downgrading part took time um we have a a lot of our stuff are still at um my in-laws his parents um Mm -hmm. kind of storing some of it for us some of our bigger furniture and stuff yeah Um, but even since we've moved into the trailer we keep finding ourselves downgrading more and more so when we Mm -hmm. first we you know we have a little pull behind um cargo trailer as well and we put kind of like our seasonal stuff in there, our outdoor things in there, the things that we can't fit in our like RV. Um, and yeah. we've been seeing that out and getting rid of stuff, you know, like probably every couple months we find more and more things. So it's getting easier. The longer that we do it, the easier it is to um, be in a smaller space and to not need all this stuff. And so mm. while it wasn't something I wanted right away, um, I've actually come to really enjoy it. So. Yes, yeah. And as you say, thinking back to, you know, had you been in both places, you know, with a home and the travel bit, it it sounds like it would have just been, you know, the worst of both worlds, really, rather than um, being, you know, settled in a um, in a way of, of living, as you say, the, the, with the right. downgrading and, and or downsizing rather and, and you know, yeah, working out what's most important to you and that sort of thing. Lovely. So, so your work was that something that has evolved because of the traveling lifestyle, or is it something that you were already doing? My work evolved um, into well, hold on. I at first was a teacher. <laughs> I right. was an elementary 
substitute school teacher. And then when we had our son, I decided to be a stay at home mom. That's what I thought I wanted to do. I didn't really plan on working from home. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I, you know, as I stayed home for like the first couple of months, I just didn't feel, I mean, I felt fulfilled as a mom, but I just, I wanted to do more. I wanted to do something to keep myself busy. Um, And holistic health and um, that whole mind and body and mindfulness um, topic has always been something that's really fascinated me. And um, I'm always sharing it with my family. I'm always sharing it with my friends. I was always talking about it. And my husband was just like, you know, you could do that for a living. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You could, you're already a teacher. You love to teach. You love to talk to people about things and educate them. He's like, you could, you could take that passion for that information and do that. Um, And so I took that idea and just kind of very, very gradually built it into a business that I can run from home. Mm-hmm. So the next question then is, how do you run it from home? Because what, the first thing that comes to mind, um, I guess, for some people, when you talk about the sort of thing that you do, people would imagine that you're working face to face with people, which is then difficult if you're moving around. Um, right. And you knew all along that that life was lifestyle was was you know how it had to fit so so what what, how does it work what do you do how do you work with your clients (laughs) um so the biggest method of working with my clients is through online video conferencing so I use zoom um an online website and that allows me to see my clients face to face um you could I've used Skype before too but I prefer Zoom and that's like my biggest tool because that allows me to see my clients my clients to see me and we get that connection that you can't necessarily get over the phone um so that's how I see them and communicate with them and talk with them and then everything else is online I do a lot of um like my uh, my coaching sessions I use through like Google Drive and Google Docs and I use the internet as my biggest resource so that I can send them things that they need, files that they need. And, um, and then using, like I said, um, the video conferencing and, um, I have a phone app that I also use calls called boxer that they can use to communicate with me as well. Um, so just learning about tools like that and understanding that, um, it is still possible to work with people um without being face to face and just learning how to use those tools and how to manage them yes yeah yeah so talk about how what you do has helped you because that's sort of where it it's come from and that's often how it works for us isn't it that we do stuff that works for us and then we we teach it and help other people and coach other people with that so tell us a bit of your journey in respect to that Absolutely. So my journey, um, well, my, I guess my health journey, you could call it started probably about five years ago now. Um, I have, I struggled with um, chronic stomach pains and bloating and um, fatigue and things like that for a really long time. And I just thought it was normal. I like, I remember specifically growing up um, in high school, like anytime I would eat a meal, I would complain about my stomach hurting afterwards and I would laugh. I just thought it was normal. And then after college, um, it got to a point 
where I was just so uncomfortable. I just, I hurt, I was uncomfortable and I got so tired. I think the turning point was when I was so tired, I was, I would be driving home from work and I could barely keep my eyes open. It was only four in the afternoon, Mm. getting plenty of sleep. And I was exhausted, just exhausted. And, um, I ran into a holistic health um, practitioner at a woman's show. This is when I lived in Alaska and he practiced um, applied kinesiology, which is muscle testing. And through that, he used muscle testing to help test uh, food. And it was called nutrition response testing. And so he tested my body with um, different things against like food, allergens, um, parasites, bugs, um, supplements, things like that. And he really got to the core of what it was that was hurting my body that my body didn't like versus just playing the guessing game where you try and guess, Oh, maybe my body doesn't like this. Maybe my body doesn't like that. But the thing with that is a lot of times it's not those top allergens that we hear about like dairy and gluten and all those things that we avoid. A lot of times it could be a healthy food that we think is good for us that our body just isn't responding well to. And, Hmm. and so through working with him, I just learned that nutrition is so much more than just the standard eating healthy. It's all about understanding how food makes your body feel and how your body reacts to food and that you can really heal yourself if you understand how to use nutrition properly. And that's what he did. He educated me on nutrition. He educated me on how it works and how to listen to myself and how to understand that mind and body connection. And Mm -hmm. my fascination with it has just grown since then, because I mean, before I saw him, I went to countless doctors. I had thousands of dollars in blood work and stuff done and nobody could ever tell me what was wrong. And so it got to a point where I just kind of thought I was making things up. Well, maybe nothing is wrong. I'm just, you know, and Mm -hmm. After working with him for six months, I felt better than I had ever felt. Like I can't ever remember not feeling um, pain after I ate and just like feeling good and having energy and not being tired all the time. And, and not only that, but when you feel good, you're not as stressed and your mood swings are better or I don't say your moods. You're not having mood swings, I should say. And, you know, it just makes everything feel good. And that's the point is to feel good. And a lot of people don't understand how good their bodies are designed to feel. Yes. Want yeah. to share that with others. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, everything's whirring and beeping at this end because the power has just come back on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the print has just woken up. <laughs> uh, other things have beeped and the screens have come on and everything else. So that's good news, but it's still a bit noisy. Hopefully it's stopped <laughs> now. <laughs> it's interesting how so many people have so many sort of issues that are seemingly unexplained by sort of standard medicine and yet as you say once you start to investigate you know what might be the cause with people who take a different view that you end up you know with these solutions so what tell us more about what holistic means and you started to touch on it when you talk about um you know how you worked with your coach to to resolve your your issues but what does it mean to you and because I guess it probably means different things to different people yeah and actually whole that's one of the biggest questions I get from people is um you know what do you mean when you say that you're a holistic health coach um yeah so when we think of the word health a lot of times our mind goes straight to food or exercise 
Those are like the top two things that people think about when they think about um, being healthy and what they need to do to be healthy. But health is so much more than that. Health is our mind and our emotions and our spirit, our soul. So it's not just the physical aspects, it's the emotional and the mental aspects as well. And holistic just means that you're connecting all of those things together and you're understanding and you are aware that all of those things work in balance. So if something is off balance, if something's out of alignment, it knocks everything else out of alignment too. So while you might be the healthiest eater on the planet and you might work out six days a week, if you are stressed to the max and you have all of this emotional baggage and all these things going on mentally that you're not able to get a grasp on, that's going to throw off everything else. Your health, you still can't live to your full health potential without addressing that aspect as well. Does that make sense? It does. And, and you know, you, you talk about um, mindfulness uh, alongside the uh, holistic health work what what do you mean by that because again mindfulness is quite a sort of popular term and and again I don't think people entirely understand what that means how does that fit with what you've just described to us so mindfulness in its simplest form is just being present in the moment and aware of your surroundings um while it sounds like a very simple concept the majority of us live in mindlessness that means that we live on autopilot most of the time we're, we're reliving things that happened in the past. We're thinking about things that embarrassed us and how we wish we would have handled the situation differently. Or we're thinking about the future. We're worrying about what we're going to do um, tomorrow or how we're going to dress for the interview or how we're going to respond to what so-and-so is saying to us. We very rarely live or even listen in the present moment. And so mindfulness is just learning how to harness that present moment learn to just be and the interesting thing about mindfulness is when you you learn how to use it and you learn how to be mindful and spend more time in the present moment you eliminate you know almost all the stress in your life because if you think about it stress comes from either thinking about something that already happened to you or worrying about something that hasn't happened yet <laughs> yeah if we're living in the present moment it's actually really hard to be stressed or anxious about anything that's such a good point and I guess is partly why it's so hard for people to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You've talked a bit about how you work with your clients and we've talked about the sort of um, basis of the, of the work. How, how do you get done what you need to get done? So you're, you're managing um, living in a fairly small environment, I guess, uh, with a, a two-year-old <laughs> yes. and you know, and you have clients and, you know, we, we heard your son earlier and clearly has he gone to sleep or something? He's gone very quiet. <laughs> uh, he's watching Paw Patrol. <laughs> ah, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Always <helps. Yes. laughs> um, so, so how do you, how do you manage that? What do your days look like? Um, this actually took a lot of, um, a lot of time to figure out and I still work on it every day, but I, I learned how to get up earlier. That was the biggest thing. Um, I'm never used to be a morning person. And to be completely honest, I'm still not. I love to sleep. But my son loves to get up early as well. So he's <laughs> out there can relate to that. And so once he's awake, my day is unpredictable. And so I get up. 
Um, I try and get up at least two hours before his usual wake time. You know, it fluctuates. And I spend that time um, just planning out my day. I open up my planner. I look at the things I want to get done. I look at the things I need to get done. And I just write it all out. I have everything planned out. Um, I meditate. I journal. And those two things just kind of help me clear my mind and be present and connect with myself. And so that keeps me from, it keeps me from having like that monkey mind, that busyness where I can't really focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. And after I do that, I, I just spend my morning, you know, doing the things that I need to do for my clients, whether that's, um, you know, content for them, following up with them, checking in with them, things like that. And so that morning time is really where a lot of my productiveness um, like behind the scenes work happens. And then, you know, when I, when I'm working with clients or when I'm coaching them, um, that's just, you know, I have hours throughout the day and I, we just make it work. You know, my son is actually, he's pretty used to what I do now. So I just tell him, you know, mommy's got to get on the phone. She has a call and he goes and he plays and I, I do my coaching call with my clients and I help them out. And then after that, you know, I move on to the next thing. It's, I would love to say that I, I plan out my day to the hour and that it stays that way, but being, a mom, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And so as long as I have like that, that couple hours in the morning to really um, do some of the productive things that I need to get done, um, then I, I don't get so stressed out when my day isn't, you know, boom, mm-hmm. isn't exactly the way. I think it's interesting that but you said about you know having predictable time and unpredictable time and and being clear about that in some ways manages your expectations I guess of mm-hmm. what needs to be done so on those occasions where you plan something and it doesn't quite happen because you know your son needs extra support or whatever then that you know you've sort of expected that might happen because that's in your unpredictable time if you like yes I guess we betide him if he starts getting up two hours earlier though <laughs> You know, and there are days too, like for a while, we went through a stretch where I would get up an hour earlier and he would wake up a half hour after me. And so then I would wake up another half hour earlier, (laughs) still wake up a half hour later. And so it didn't matter how early I got up, he would still wake up. So there was was managing that as well. So I've, I've gotten really good at managing that small amount of time um, after I wake up and before he wakes up. So whether it's 30 minutes or whether I do get the full two hours, yes, I yeah. that time very well. So that's yes. where all the happens. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when you were de- sort of decluttering and, um, and downsizing, you didn't realize you were going to be doing that with your time as well. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't. So it's funny how that happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what about tools and apps that you use? You've talked about um, Zoom and um, uh, you mentioned a few other things. I've just forgotten what they were now. Uh, Boxer, wasn't it, was one of them. Um, yes. Is there anything else that um, that you're using on a, on a regular basis for your own sort of organization? Um, my planner and my... Uh, my just kind of like free write journal are like my two biggest things that I have on me at all times, aside from technology. Um, I kind of touched on the technology apps that I use yeah. like Zoom and Boxer and Google, um, Google Docs and Google Drive. Um, but I have a, a planner called Passion Planner and that just happens to be the one that I have right now. But 
it allows me to look at my week, um, but it also allows me to look at my month too. So it gives me a month view where I can put, um, like at the beginning of each month, kind of jot everything down for the month. And then week by week, I have my own page for each day and then time slots for the day. Um, it organizes like my personal to-do list, my work to-do list. And then at the end of each month, there's pages to reflect on. Like what were my goals? Did I reach them? You know, what do I want to work on more? What could I have done better? What am I proud of? And I love it because it keeps me organized, but then it also helps me reflect because reflecting isn't something that I'm naturally good at doing. And so when I have yeah. something that encourages me to do it, <laughs> um, it, it actually becomes a really beneficial tool for me. And so that's why I like, I like having this. And then I have my, my journal, which is just a free write journal, but I use it for everything. I use it to jot down um, ideas that pop into my head in the middle of the day. Uh, I use it to jot down questions that pop up, or if I have something that I want to do, um, but it's not a priority, I'll jot it down on my like non-priority to-do list, things like that. But yeah. I carry those, things, those two things around with me everywhere, and they keep me the most organized. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, uh, one of my... Uh, friends talks about the passion planner uh and again carries it around everywhere with her and says that really helps her sort of keep focused on on what she wants to do and there's so many different planners out there and we had uh sophie jury who has a planner and i can't remember what she calls it um mm -hmm. on one of the earlier shows and uh it, it's really about finding that that thing that works for you isn't it and and really sort of getting the most out of of that whatever sort of style it is I mean I was um so all my guests seem to talk about planners and notebooks and paper and pens and and I never use anything that isn't technology <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know how popular it is <laughs> and they say don't they that writing things there's a connection between your sort of brain and and your hand in terms of writing things is really useful rather than necessarily mm -hmm. typing typing it yeah I've heard that they say and I don't know what the study is or anything like that but I've heard that people who write things out are more apt to follow through with them or something there's something mm. powerful about that pen to paper but I've tried putting things down in like my online calendar and I just I'm more I have to see it I like to have it on paper mm. So, mm. and the paper version is what works best for me so yes yeah yeah so what about learning and improving yourself? Um, I guess with what you do, there's probably new studies or new strategies sort of all the time. How do you keep on top of that, that sort of thing? Uh, oh, yeah, there's always new information and things coming out. I, I love to read. I love online courses. So there's a ton of, um, you know, like, little evergreen courses and stuff like that out there that are on different topics from different professionals and doctors and nutritionists and stuff out there. So, you know, I'll take advantage of those. I'll read books. I'll listen to podcasts. Um, and just really continuing my education in any, in any way that I can, you know, currently I'm actually enrolled in a holistic nutrition program. Um, and that's been a huge huge game changer for me. It's evolved my my knowledge on nutrition and holistic lifestyles in a way that I just can't even imagine. So um, just staying on top of that um, has been my biggest thing. Mm. 
And I guess, you know, that's one of the advantages of, of the whole sort of online world that um, in the olden days, as it were, <laughs> you'd have had to have gone to a, I don't know, a local community centre to learn whatever it is you need to to, to know for, for the things that you do. But actually now that information is just available wherever. Yeah, we're pretty blessed nowadays that we have access to all this information just at the tip of our fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, we, I was interviewing somebody recently who was saying, uh, you know, how so the digital world is so sort of overwhelming and there's so much information out there. But you know, the the other side of it is that that's the the advantage that we have. I sort of people laugh at me that I always like jump onto Google to find things out, even down to things like they go, oh, I wonder how old that actress is, and I'm always on that. <laughs> to find out it's like why wouldn't you when we have this information but then sometimes sometimes it becomes you know that you could just keep learning and learning and not actually doing anything with it because it's it's exciting to read and learn but uh, it's a bit more effort to put it into practice isn't it (laughs) yes and uh, you know like I like that you mentioned that it's kind of like a um double-sided coin you know there's all this amazing information but then it's you know learning how to sift through it and um find what works for you and then actually apply it because there are countless things that I've, I've come across and read. And at some point it just becomes too overwhelming to the point where you almost know too much and you don't know what to do with it. So it's kind of where um, less is more comes in handy, you know, just take things bits and pieces at a time until you're able to apply them. And then when you're ready, move on from there. Yes. Yeah. So what about on those days where it all goes horribly wrong? I don't know, your son gets up a minute after you. <laughs> um, I don't know, the, the air conditioning in your um, uh, trailer breaks down. <laughs> no, when oh maybe, you know, take time, the internet stops working, but you have a power cut like I've just had. You know, what do you do then? <laughs> um, this is definitely where the mindfulness has helped me the most. I am actually, or in the past, I've always been really quick to react to things like that and kind of, um, I don't, for lack of a better term, throw a fit. Um, But I've really just learned nowadays, um, and I don't know if this is going to sound really cliche, but just to slow down and breathe. Like, it's not that I don't get tense and it's not that it doesn't bother me, um, but I've just learned to, uh, to just like take a minute to reground myself and to breathe in and to let it go and just be like, all right, this is how it's going to be. It's all right. How can I, how can I fix this? Like, or what can I do instead of what I was planning on doing, you know, Um, or if, you know, I was planning on doing something and it didn't work out, I can say, you know, like, what can I learn from this or how, how can I improve from this moment or, you know, what benefit do I get from this? Even if it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Mm. There's mornings when my son's gotten up um, with my alarm and I'll just kind of lay in bed with him. He'll nurse a little bit. He'll fall back asleep and I'll sneak out of bed. And then five minutes later, while I'm in the middle of my meditation, he opens the door and comes running out and sits on my lap. (laughs) That happens happens pretty often. And I'll just meditate through it. I'll just let him lay on my lap and I'll continue my meditation. Um, or I'll let him sit on my lap while I journal and go through my planner, you know? So it's learning to kind of let go of that control and just kind of let things be. Mm, mm. Yeah. That's, 
as you say, some of those things you could just, you know, they could be a problem. Like, you know, it could be like, well, it never works out. It's not happening, all that sort of stuff. But actually, as you say, having having your son sitting on your lap whilst you're writing your journal, you know, you can still write your journal. You're having lovely time cuddling, <laughs> cuddling yeah. yourself at the same time. It's, you know, there's positives to it, definitely. Yeah. 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 What about they take some? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> carry on. Carry on. I was just going to say, you know, it's, it definitely takes some um, intentional um, thinking to be okay with that, you know, because I know a lot of that I work with or talk to who are like, but I need my alone time. You know, I can't just relax with my son on my lap. I need my me time to journal. And, mm-hmm. and it, I'm not saying that it comes easily to me to let him sit on my lap while I try and do my me time. It's just being very intentional about my thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And also just that sort of understanding that everything is just a a sort of time of life, a season of life thing. And that, you know, it was probably a bit easier when he was a little bit younger. You'll probably have the next couple of years where it'll be harder and then it'll get easier again. It's, 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 there's cycles to it all, isn't there? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, I can't have Ellie just lying on a cushion in front of me now when I'm working, but then she's 12, so, <laughs> so, so she can look after herself. But uh, Yeah, a little more self-sufficient now. <laughs> exactly. So what about those days where you get the chance to live more? And I describe that as being able to do the things, more of the things that you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What does that day look like for you? On a day where I get the chance to live more, I get all of my work business stuff done in the morning early morning and that way I can spend the afternoon with my son and my family and going out um going to the park going to the beach going you know and doing things that make us happy and that Mm. are fun and really fulfill us and just you know being able to um you know, on days where we live more, where we get to plan to live more, being able to travel and plan to travel and leave work where it is and leave business where it is because, you know, working from online is a blessing, but it's also a curse because you take it with you wherever you go. Yes. And yeah. Detached from that. So, you know, living more with, you know, when I am not working during my business hours, being able to shut down and shut everything off and just be present. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Jordan. It's been great interviewing you. Tell people how they can find out more about you and how they can connect with you. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Um, I am pretty active on social media, so they can find me on Instagram at Jordan Wavra is my um, Instagram handle. Facebook, my Facebook business page is uh, Jordan Wavra. And then if they want to learn a little bit more about me, and um, some of the programs and stuff that I offer through my coaching, they can go to my website, www.jordanwabra.com. Lovely. Thank you. Really appreciate your time. Yes, thank you, Joe. I enjoyed speaking with you. All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 120, then you can find the show notes there. If you've been listening for the last few weeks, you'll know that I've been talking about my new membership site, which is Power to Live More Calm, and talking about the four sections that are in the site that are spelling out calm. So that's community, accountability, learning, and this week we're going to be talking about materials, which is the M. And the materials section is there to give you 
a starting point when you're creating things, when you need to do something and you don't know quite where to start. Uh, it's always, I find, easier to start with something that somebody's put together and amend it rather than start with a blank piece of paper and try and come up with something from scratch. So the material section is divided into three sections currently. Uh, the first one is templates, the second is checklists, and the third is other resources. So I'll just tell you a bit about what's in each of those currently. As with the rest of the site, there will be more content added on a monthly basis as we move forward. But the starting content in the template section is firstly about goal setting. So there's a whole section about setting goals within your business, which is obviously quite important. Uh, and talks about income goals, so wanting to earn particular amounts of money, audience goals, so how you're going to grow your audience and your followers, and product goals, so when and how you're going to be releasing new products and creating uh, products for your clients. So there's things in there like weekly, monthly and daily planners, there's goal setting worksheets, there's a bookkeeping spreadsheet, there's an audience tracking spreadsheet and various tip sheets giving you tips to enable you to work on either your income, your audience or your promotions. And this section is really there. It's not to say you need to use everything that's in there, but it's to say, you know, here's some stuff that you can use. Draw down the things that you want and amend them to suit your particular business. You don't need to use them and you don't certainly need to use all of the resources that are there but they're there for those moments when you do need something and you don't quite know where to start so as i say in the templates you've got the goal setting templates and then the second section is the blog templates so you might know that blogging and creating content for your website is still really effective in terms of driving traffic and educating people and enabling you to demonstrate your credibility within your particular niche and sometimes it's really hard to create blog posts because you don't really know what topics to write about uh, how to or when to create that content and publish it whether to do it yourself or to outsource it and that sort of thing so the section around blogging templates talks about planning your content systemizing your content creation and then thinking about not necessarily creating all that content yourself so there are, again are various templates that you can use to help you to plan your own blogs or think about outsourcing those to other people and thinking about the schedule that you've got in terms of creating that content and publishing that content. So that's the first section, which is the templates. The second section is the checklists. And the first set of checklists that are in there are around using LinkedIn for growing your audience and networking and getting to find leads for your business and so the checklists are there as a process and also to check off your progress so they talk about things like optimizing your presence on LinkedIn how to set up your company page how to set up your marketing strategy how to think about advertising on LinkedIn some marketing tactics you can use and so on and so there's a whole host of checklists there that you can download and use to as I say direct the activity, direct your activity in terms of LinkedIn, but also to tick off the things that you've done and make sure that you're fully optimizing LinkedIn for your marketing. And as I say, there will be further checklists added to this on an ongoing basis, but we're starting off with the LinkedIn checklists. And then the third section is 
other resources and that's a whole host of other resources available to use for whatever you may choose to use them for and at the moment there is a sleep journal section so you know how important I'm sure already sleep is to us as people humans generally but also in terms of running your business and making sure that you've got the energy to keep you fired up to be able to do the things that you need to do to both run your business but also get to live more and do the things that you want to do and so sleep is really important and one of the ways to improve your sleep is to think about tracking and measuring your sleep and work on the things that are detrimental to your sleep and do more of the things that are helping you to get the best sleep so I've got in this section some journals or a journal for you either in an A4 Tem- uh, format or or in an A5 format depending on how you want to use the journal to enable you to as I say track on a daily basis your sleep but also think about things like what you're doing before you have good sleep or bad sleep and therefore what you need to do more of and what you need to do less of and also things like analysing your dreams and thinking about your routine before you go to sleep and that sort of thing so that's in the other resources section so as i say the three sections are templates checklists and other resources and as time goes forward there'll be other resources and other templates and checklists added in there for you so if you're liking the sound of the membership site as i've said in the previous weeks where there's an opportunity to build community and and link with other people who are in a similar position to you i.e home-based coaches and consultants via the community section there's an opportunity to share your thoughts around accountability and get support from other people again in a similar position to you although not necessarily competing with you but you know working from home and doing a similar role in terms of working with clients and coaching people and consulting and that sort of thing and then thinking about learning and developing yourself in order to create a successful business and also live more, which is where I talk about getting to do the things that you want to do and less of the things you feel you should do or you have to do. Um, and also, as I said, then the materials where there are things that you need to create, tasks, routines, systems within your business, and you don't know where to start. You're starting with a blank page, but actually you'd like to start with somebody else's content that you can then adapt to suit yourself. And that's obviously the materials section. So if you're interested in finding out more about the Power to Live More Calm community around community, accountability, learning, and materials, then just drop me an email. What I'm doing in the first few weeks of launching the site, and it's very near to being launched now, probably in the next couple of weeks, uh, I'm looking at offering a beta option for people who want to get in early and know that they're part of the development of the site and are able to give me feedback and ideas about how we can develop it before I launch it fully Uh, and so and obviously there's a reduced investment for that so if it's something that you are interested in if I've sort of piqued your interest over the previous weeks talking about the community then please do drop me a line at joe at joedodds.com and I'll send you details and we can set up a call to have a chat about the membership site. And if there's anything that you think's missing, anything you think would be really useful to you as a home-based coach or consultant that I haven't mentioned in those four sections, then please also do get in touch because obviously it needs to be a resource for you that's really useful to you and is something that you're going to continue to use moving forward so any feedback you have about things that you think need to be in there that aren't already would be really gratefully received 
Again, the show notes for this week's show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 120. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more.